0: Hello and welcome to Weed and Grub. We're coming in
1: hot. Hit hey, hey, hey.
2: One of us is coming in hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only one, though, it seems. I am the hot one.
2: I'm coming in like a sloth, you know?
1: You sliding in?
2: Two claws, hanging upside down, Yeah. trying to get that blood flow, go to my brain, (laughs) going to my brain. Maybe we should start again. I'm clearly not ready to record. This is like, we just got baked with our guest, and now we're recording an intro, and I feel great, but I need to like breathe a little bit yeah take a deep breath okay sit in a chair sit up straight Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do my meditation pose that I do in the morning I put my feet flat on the floor I put the palms of my hands on my thighs I put the sacrum right at the back of the chair and I pretend there's a string from the very top of my head going to the sky
1: and it helps you dial it all in
2: that is just a great meditation pose for me. I'll do that too for this it's like stacking your skeleton basically oh yeah like if you think of your sit bones as sort of you know like your little Cradle for all the rest of your bones to sit in and then you can just kind of align all of your bones So you're stacked right, but then imagine you have a string from the very top of your head. Yeah That's suspending you so your bones aren't weighing each other down at all.
1: Whoa It does feel really good. I can feel my spine enjoying where it's placed isn't that yeah like yeah. If, you, if
2: you actually think about air between all of your vertebrae okay even though you can't you know i don't think we can actually put air in there but you can put space nike's in there. trying you can, <laughs> you can think about putting space in there mm-hmm. what's up nike <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go cool okay now i'm ready to record let's do it okay. oh
1: i'm not gonna start over i think everybody's hopefully <laughs> listening to this with straight spines and big hearts
2: great i hope so and breathe
1: What up, Mary Jane?
2: How's it going, Mike?
1: Really, really well. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out,
2: and breathing. And breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Just staying alive. That's what we're all doing here, you know?
1: It's about keeping on, keeping on. Keeping
2: on, keeping on. Breathing, breathing through it, breathing around it, breathing when you feel like you can't breathe, taking an extra deep breath, then. I'll
1: tell you what helps me with an extra deep breath. What's that? Um,. Taking a Chef Nikki edible that sends me into outer space in in a wonderful way. Yeah, that's my meditation that I'm on. So you keep doing your your sitting and standing and your feet planting, and I'm gonna keep gobbling delicious treats.
2: I want to hear more about this experience because I sort of like looked in on you at one point while you were feeling really like you were on a journey.
1: Yes. Well, you had finally connected with Chef Nikki in real life at Hall of Flowers. That's How right. was that?
2: That was. Fucking amazing. Chef Nikki was at Hall of Flowers, like just talking to all the coolest people, standing around smoking all the best weed. And I was like, can I say hi? (laughs) (laughs) And Chef was just the fucking best, as you would expect. Yeah, and made some
1: delicious Madelines and some delicious Buckeye balls. We talked about it on our Patreon episode, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to give it a special shout out here because I ate a Buckeye ball and I ate ate a Madeline. Madeline
2: Madeline
1: Madeline mm-hmm. and um it sent me into deep space 9 deep space 69 deep state Whoa. deep space 420 whatever number you think is funniest is where I went and it was wonderful because it was one of those edible highs where I I I I've been carrying around some like fucked up shit inside me mm-hmm. and the dose hit me so that I could like disappear into my own consciousness and beyond and purge some shit out that I really needed to unclog. Mm. And I don't know how else to describe that. So I hope that people understand what I mean, but I just needed to pop some fucking cosmic pimples and it helped me pop them.
2: Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. I was I was thinking as you were saying that, that it's sort of like putting your brain or your psyche, I guess, into a flotation tank mm-hmm. and like letting all of the other senses go away so that it's really just you and your consciousness floating in that bath and you're not worried about what's around you so much. Like you're just grappling with yourself, right?
1: Yeah. And I came out of it um, because I ended up falling into a wonderfully deep sleep that uh, it's you know those sleeps where you don't know you need it until after you have it, and it's your body's way of saying like, homie, we are shutting down whether you want to or not. That's right. Yep. And I woke up from it, um, feeling great, still on her edible, cooking, keeping on, keeping on, mm-hmm. um, but also ten times lighter and way less cloggy. Yeah. So thank you, Chef Nikki. We better get into South by Southwest to talk about the future of edibles, because if there is nothing, I, like, there is no reason not to talk about at South by how your edibles unclogged my psyche.
2: That's fucking awesome. Chef Nikki is doing some of the cool shit in cannabis right now. Like just Straight c- up. Just kicking it at Hallflowers for a minute and just hearing about some of the things that she's got going on with the high-end affair, which everyone should follow on IG because she's just doing, like, cannabis cuisine at a level that... I don't know that anyone else is doing right now. I don't know either. Going to all of the coolest places and doing it with like amazing collaborations and incredible artists. And yeah, it was just, she's great. And her edibles, no joke. No
1: joke. Delicious. No joke. And you know I'm addicted to sugar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, ooh-wee, let's go. (laughs) Fucking
2: fantastic. It was great to like... I feel like when I saw you after you had sort of had that whole experience and that big restorative sleep you looked a little lighter. You really did. Like that's your nice your to face hear. your face looked your muscles right here between your eyes and your cheekbones yeah. looked a little less, you know, we all hold I feel like that's where I hold my stuff is right oh. below my eyes. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you forget to relax your face. I all feel day. like,
2: yeah, when you look fresh is when, like, underneath your eyes just looks like relax. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird that, like, to catch yourself gritting your teeth and you're like, what am I, a horse? Like, yeah. relax, buddy.
2: I just read a tweet from Roxanne Gay that said she was at the dentist and she has discovered, or her dentist has discovered that she's actually driving her teeth into her gums because she's grinding so hard. Whoa. The yeah. stress of life. It is no joke. We're fucking all in need of, like, a restorative edibles experience. I think well you know those of us who enjoy that kind of thing
1: yeah yeah i can't recommend it enough also shout out to lake grade cuz that's what we're smoking for this episode and so if i'm going to like be restored and feel really good about myself i should hit a pre-roll that is going to send my mind where like i like connecting with you when i'm high yeah i think that's a good way to describe it
2: i love going for a stoned walk a stoned ramble with you and like unpacking a bunch of stuff like we did last night and we went on a walk from here to a place where we were like, well, let's go eat some fish and be healthy. Mm-hmm. And on the way we got high and on the way we like unpacked a whole bunch of dumb bits about like law and order construction beef was my favorite. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, fueled by uh, the lemon-sour diesel that I was smoking from Lake grade, May I uh, shout that out as well?
1: I was just going to say, the thing about like Law & Order, because you've got me hooked on it as well, is like how much of our day is spent walking past what is probably clues to murders and we don't even know it.
2: Definitely crimes all over the place. Unfinished construction sites like the one we walked by last night and I was joking about there being a foot in a barrel. Half the time. (laughs) Half the time there's a foot in that barrel. 50% of the time, any unfinished unfinished construction site it has a foot in a barrel true I'm that you. and that's you know and, when and that's coming straight around, from snapple that's right <laughs> and when you're walking around stone you become an automatic sleuth like yes you, know? you do so shout out leg grade for making me a real life detective <laughs> <laughs> looking for feet at construction sites on my way to a fish dinner <laughs> which
1: speaking of is is black cod fresh water
2: Black cod is a saltwater fish. It's a saltwater fish. Also known as sable fish. And they're a deeper ocean fish. They're really cool to look at. They don't look like what you, like if you've ever seen like a North Atlantic cod. No, They look very different. They're very cool.
1: Well, because I'd I'd like to take an opportunity to shout out Lake Raid for introduce, not introducing me, but being directly intertwined with my now all-time favorite type of fish to eat, which is black cod.
2: Right. Getting stoned and going to that dinner. What the fuck? It's (laughs) so good. It's
1: like buttery and
2: fatty. Yeah.
1: And we got it plain and simple shout out Weight Watchers down 15 pounds Team Blue let's go and (laughs) I was like, whoa, I could eat black cod every fucking day. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: truly, it is that warm, rich kind of, it's its not fatty, but it's rich.
1: Rich, that's a good way to describe it, because I feel like fatty means oily when it comes to fish, and, and that's not the case Black
2: here. cod is not oily, but it is that kind of m- mouth-melting sort of texture, and it was so perfect to have it just, yeah, plain and simple with a side of um, wilted spinach and some incredible cotton candy squash that we both, I closed. My eyes. Thank you, late grade. Listen, I was so perfectly stoned and very pleased with myself after our construction. Uh, it was a hot bit. beef bits. Yeah, I was so pleased with us and then getting perfectly stoned and sitting there for that dinner and then experiencing the cotton candy squash that made me close my eyes and go... Mm.
1: It was from such a deep, real place. It really There's was. no hyperbole in what she's saying.
2: No it, joke. Yeah, you, you closed your
1: eyes and moaned <laughs> about that squash.
2: Thank God I was facing the like tent wall. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't outward facing. I was smart enough to know that I should like put my face to the corner so that no one would have to watch my stoned fucking ass eat. Because <laughs> listen, I love to eat, especially when you're high. Yeah. That's the other thing that we did this weekend that I really loved because you were sort of on your own thing. And I was like, I'm going to go for a big walk and um, take a five milligram edible. And then I just encountered all of this new music because I was listening to some great programming on the radio. So super old school.
1: Cool. And That's a was, nice
2: way to find out what the like what's yeah. beating around. And oh, my God. Like just I know it's like been said for millennia, but reconnecting with great music when you're perfectly stoned and walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so, is this a good place for late grade to change their tagline? Now, why, by the way, we got it through Ease. So, if you're interested That's in right. late grade, you should get it through Ease as well. It's Late Grade, L A K E G R A D E. And their new tagline will make you moan about squash and help you find new music.
2: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a link in our link tree for them as well, if you're interested. Absolutely, there yeah. is. The
1: lemon sour D is bomb. Also, thank you for introducing me to that Andrew Bird song. That's it's the tremendous. One. It's
2: fucking great. They're of Andrew Bird's cover of Venus and Furs is fucking blew my mind. It's just yeah, it's great to hear new music for the first time that unfolds in a different way because you're perfectly stoned. Yeah, yeah. well, because
1: I was on that Chef Nikki tip and you played that Andrew Bird song for me, uh-huh. I fell asleep again. I was like, <laughs> God damn it! This whole this whole day is a drift away.
2: That's perfect. That's a major reset. It is. That's it, so nice.
1: So needed. What's our news this week, Mary Jane?
2: Oh my gosh! Well, our news presented by OCB is coming to you in a segment called the Grubler Gazette. Uh, the, the presented by OCB which is the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918.
1: OCB offers a full line of plant two puff papers made with sustainable fibers. (sighs) Brother, you... Now we traded. Now I'm the sloth and you're on fire. Should we start our ad read again? No, I'm going to do it. (laughs) OCB offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within a 310.686 mile radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy.
2: For all of you lovely listeners who know about miles and kilometers, that's 500 kilometers.
1: I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> In
2: 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones, which are even burning, no tear, GMO-free, and vegan.
1: Not all rolling papers are created equal. OCB offers a premium smoking experience that we call Harmony on High.
2: That's right, we do. Yeah, Ask we do. For OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. Plus, visit OCBUSA.com and follow OCB on Instagram at OCB underscore USA.
1: I love their cones. I love their papers. If you like us, please support the places that support us. It goes such a long way.
2: Like OCB. We love you guys. Yeah. Our story this week, the Grubla Gazette, is... I kind of just want to read through it a little bit. It's about civil asset forfeiture, which is a way that uh, the government and law enforcement agencies have used to, quote unquote, combat crime. But I'm going to get into it with this story because it's very crazy. So the headline is, Federal authorities cash in on safety box seizures as owners fight back.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: It's being reported. This is from uh, Yahoo News. I'm not sure exactly where, but it's a story that happened in L.A. Um, and it just starts with the story of this married couple, uh, one uh, Jenny and Michael. She works at a nonprofit theater, and he's a transportation coordinator, and they've been saving up for retirement, right? And so they've been buying little bits and pieces of silver and then putting it into a safe deposit box. And they thought they were fine until news broke earlier this year about a raid at the safety deposit box company. So the government had basically been checking out this safe deposit box business. Okay. And they were alleging that the business was conspiring with customers who were renting those safety deposit boxes to sell drugs and launder money.
1: Ideally, something like, uh, I go to my safety deposit box, I put a brick in there, Mm -hmm. close it, lock it, give somebody else access to it, they come in take the brick out, put money in, close it, lock it, something like that maybe. I'm
2: guessing, yeah. Okay, it's got to okay. be some, like, some sort some, of version of that. Some
1: version of that that the police were investigating. Yeah. Okay. And so,
2: armed with a warrant, FBI and Drug Enforcement Administration agents spent five days ripping these safety deposit boxes out of the walls and then taking everything that was inside of them. Oh, my and God. So the prosecutors were like, uh, you know, we're within our rights, the FBI and the D. DEA are within their rights because the boxes contain weapons and drugs, and the final haul was around $86 million worth of assets and cash and everything from these boxes. But the, this nice couple.
1: <laughs> right, who's saving up their silver to have a lovely retirement. To have a
2: retirement situation. They were like, uh, we're not involved in anything. Also, there was another guy who's highlighted in this story. His name is Joseph Ruiz. He was an unemployed chef who had a side job selling bongs making from liquor bottles. He had stored up $57,000 in his safety deposit box. And prosecutors argued that he couldn't make enough money to have that much saved up. And so they <gasps> accused him of being an unlicensed weed dealer no but he went to court to get his money back and he won and the court the government dropped his fucking case after he provided documents that showed his money was legit and he was like, this was a complete fucking violation. of Well, I don't think he said fucking, but his quote is, it was a complete violation of my privacy. They tried to discredit my character, he says. Yes. So there were 800 people whose money and property were taken in this March 22nd raid. And six months later, the U.S. Attorney's Office hasn't been able to prove criminal wrongdoing by the majority of box holders whose belongings the government is trying to actively keep. And a bunch of people have filed court documents. So this whole crazy story just is highlighting something that you and I were talking about on our walk last night, which is about civil asset forfeiture, which is this sort of crazy situation that I think doesn't. Uh, get enough attention
1: it's a crazy loophole for the cops it sounds like where they can just shake anything down and then see what falls from the tree
2: you have committed a crime therefore we're going to come into your home and then we're going to repossess your home and we're also going to take your car and we're going to take this bag full of cash because we don't know where you fucking got it
1: and if we and there's no way you could have that much money to begin with you
2: have to prove like this guy Joseph Ruiz had to prove that he that money was his he was the one the onus was on him to prove that the money was his the crazy thing is a, a, like civil forfeiture means that you're guilty until you can prove that you're innocent.
1: Jesus. Christ. No criminal
2: conviction is required. The government only has to show that it's more likely than not that the money or property taken was linked to illegal activity. So it was one way initially civil asset forfeiture was one way to like cripple large-scale criminal enterprises by just going in and being like, "Okay, you're all you're all committing crimes here. We're going to take all of your You kicked boats down the back door and...
1: of some bar, right? right. Totally.
2: But the practice has been widely abused by law enforcement agencies and people like these people who were just trying to save up for retirement have you know had their homes and property taken from them and then they have to spend fortunes trying to get them back with that's, legal fees. That's what I was going to say.
1: For like $57,000 that you earned for yourself. And you put And now what you, you thought spend, was the
2: safest place. It's called a safe deposit box. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you have to spend six months unsure if you're ever going to see that money again. And then when you do, they're like, oops, sorry. Anyway, here you go.
2: And have your name dragged through the mud and published. I mean, I'm sure that there's someone who saw his name in the papers and, you know, associated with being like a criminal activity. And who the fuck knows? It's, right. it's in Insane.
1: You know how we, if we don't pay our smog test fee by like a certain date, the fee goes up? Yeah. And, or if you get your license tags, it fee goes up? Yep. There's got to be some kind of fine for cops where if they make a mistake like this and somebody who is also trying to work and have a life for themselves has to take a half a year to get money back that is rightfully theirs, there needs to be a fine for that. It would be for those people, right?
2: uh, Yes, I mean, in a a just and fair world, that would happen. But the thing is that when law enforcement agencies are sued, it's the taxpayers who are actually footing the bill. Like when a a settlement is awarded to someone because law enforcement did something fucked up to that person, it's not like that cop is on the fucking hook for paying back, you know, to make restitution. Uh The money is coming from taxpayers. So there's really no accountability for these law enforcement agencies to need to act better or to like put in any safeguards to make sure that this isn't happening to innocent civilians. So I just want to read the American Civil Liberties Union quote, which says um, the, that, deeply today, aided by deeply flawed federal and state laws, many police departments use forfeiture to benefit their bottom lines, making seizures motivated by profit rather than crime fighting. They're actually saying that this is like a money-making ploy yeah. by law enforcement divisions. It's a pretty strong statement. So it's just a really terrible thing that's happening all around the country all of the time. And I just thought that this particularly, this story here in LA about, you know, it's people who are just trying to keep their money safe yeah. and had it and also, taken away with just the, the, the possible taint of this whiff that you might've been involved in some activity regarding cannabis. Right. It's fucked. <sighs>
1: I'm so glad that they got back what is rightfully and justfully theirs. That shouldn't have happened in the first place. But this is such a great news story, Mary Jane, because like but the, the no, awareness the, of this is bananas.
2: They didn't get back what the, what's theirs. There's 65 people who are still oh, that's fighting right. this in court. Like, this is an ongoing thing. Some people have gotten it back. But yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Okay.
1: Crazy. Crazy. Uh, very, very, very cool to learn about that. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, now I want to get one of his... Uh, Liquor bongs. Oh,
2: right. Yeah, bongs made from liquor bottles. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds fucking get cool. Get
1: one with like, for like Hennessy or something like that. Let's look them up. That'd be great. All right, bet. <laughs> right on. Well, do you want to get to our buds of the week and then oh, our V.I.B. are very important Bud, Is it time? It can be. Or I can do a couple of bits that you may or may not enjoy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Always down for bits. Let's hear them. Love a good bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was
1: just, remember when we were the other time of when we were getting high and I said, hey, you chiefing on the Chiba there to hang oh, loose? Right. And I couldn't remember the bit, but it was something about like just making up a slang term and then another slang term for hanging out. To yeah. To try was, and feel like, like, like you're a part of the crew. Are
2: you getting high with your friends? And then it was like insert different phrase for getting high and a different phrase for friends. Is that what you're saying? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: because like the one you said where i was like i said whoa okay there fade meister getting it loose with your hang gang <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was really good
2: yeah fade meister getting faded with the hang gang and then there was one that was um getting chiefed with the chiba chews or something with
1: the yeah with the chiba with the chiba crew <gasps> getting yeah, chiefed get, with the chiba crew oh they're getting chiefed with the chiba crew huh yeah, that's right <laughs> hey you getting uh you're getting lit with the...
2: Pussy wagon? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea.
1: I can't follow that. It's amazing.
2: It's like a group of friends, right? Yeah, the pussy wagon? Isn't that...
1: Totally a good hang for friends.
2: I would call my friends the pussy wagon.
1: That's a cool crew. Yeah. For bowling
2: league? Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun that's a fun name yeah it for is a group of cool people who like each other
1: um before we get to our VIP, our very important bud uh, I got a bunch of dates for stand-up coming up that Hell I just yes. want to plug real quick so if you're in la uh the thirtieth the third the second the first and then mm-hmm. other times did uh, you just
2: work wait the thirtieth the third the second and the first mm-hmm. you did the thirtieth and the third and then the second and then the first yeah okay. 'Cause I, I just, sandwiched them. The the dates were in such a weird order that my brain just did like six it was like Simone Biles in there for a second trying to flip around and follow stuff.
1: <laughs> but I feel like you remembered it because I screwed it up. That's so an, oh, isn't that a lesson? What a
2: genius lesson. Fuck that shit up so people remember you. Yeah. You disruptor of dates. You. you remember
1: my OCB copy and how everyone's still thinking about it because yep. I can't read well?
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> Carry on. Uh, also, I'll be in St. Louis on the 7th, which is a Sunday in October.
2: It's a Thursday.
1: And it's also a Thursday. And <laughs> <laughs> then in Vegas at the end of the month, uh, come hang out with us at PuffCon on the 2nd if you're in L.A. I can't believe I screwed up that one though well now you remember them all
2: now you remember everything we'll put links everywhere and always you know just hit Mike up on IG he's doing cool stuff on there You're fun (laughs) Paula. You got links. You got a link tree.
1: And also you have an article that just dropped. We talked about it on the Patreon, but I want to give it a shout out on here as well because it's a dynamite article for Rolling Stone. You came off of a huge panel at Hall of Flowers. And then immediately after getting back here, your next article drops for RS. Congratulations, Mary Jane.
2: Thank you. I had a a great time. Uh, (laughs) Bobo is having such a good time in this paper bag. That is the rustling that everyone can hear. Bobo the cat. Um, yeah, I had a great time at Hall of Flowers. It's just a really cool industry event with a lot of people who are loving what you know they do. It's cannabis. That's yeah. it. It's like it's a great time. Um, you and- spoke
1: about earned media versus paid media.
2: That's right. And our VIB, Adam Mill was there doing all sorts of cool stuff, and it was great to just, get yeah, catch up with all sorts of industry folks and friends. And then the article is on my Instagram, if anyone wants to check it out, um, about a new company that is manufacturing a sublingual using THC, Delta 9, regular Delta 9 THC, sourced from hemp very interesting.
1: It's a really interesting article. I learned a ton cool. about it. And I would really like to try those pop rocks. Yeah. So, there you go.
2: There's super it's super fucking interesting. It's a, it's a new sort of uh gray area that has yet to be regulated by the feds because it's hemp and so under the 28 fart, 28 18, Twenty Fart 20, Bill. 20 28 Fart Bill. I'm going <laughs> to stop anyway. Just go read the article. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. The, so hemp is under the 20 18 farm bill legal for sale in most states and so if you manufacture delta 9 thc from that hemp technically currently legal read the article to find out more
1: very 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 cool thanks congrats thank you and you shout out adam ill who is our guest today our That's vib right. our very important bud the highest host wait
2: we got to do our buds of the week first Oh snap. <laughs> we're giving adam like False intro after false intro because I just want to get to it because he was such a fun hang. Yeah,
1: well, would you like to go first or second for Buds of the Week? I'll go first. Okay.
2: My Bud of the Week is Donnell Alexander, who is a fantastic writer, podcaster, artist, creator, uh, fucking cool person, and um, had tweeted about you saying that you like when you're high and people think of you.
1: I like when people are on drugs and they reach out to me. It's a really nice reach out if somebody is like on mushrooms and wants to send love my way because i'm in their thoughts that is the best feeling in the world
2: it's fantastic and uh daniel also wrote to me and just said that um that whole conversation that we had about cosmic water wings really hit him right he was like that was that was a neat way to think about something and i was like i just like hearing from people like like he's such a great writer one of his most recent stories was about um getting high and walking around la for weed maps and it's just like a great essay about you know enjoying life and being present and it's great
1: what's his handle
2: oh uh donny shell d-o-n-n-y-s-h-e-l-l on instagram
1: awesome awesome check it out my butt of the week this week is at the funny carmen carmen morales a really wonderful comic who I'm doing a show with on Sunday Mm -hmm. with also Jackie Cation. Uh, I think that is October Sunday 3rd. Mary Jane pointed it out. Um, She's a really great comic. We met here in LA when she was working at the Comedy Store, and then we got to go on tour together with the Gateway Show and connect there, and then she ended up moving back home during the pandemic, and now she just booked herself on a cross-country tour. She created it herself, she made it all happen, and she is leaving her parents' home and traveling all the way across the country and then ending up back here in LA, and we're going to do a show together. And... Nothing can keep you down. Nothing can hold you back. You just got to keep swimming. And uh, I think Carmen is not only a really terrific comic, but someone who works so hard to make her dreams come true. I wanted to make sure she was my butt of the week at The Funny Carmen.
2: What a great lead-in, just energetically, too, to someone like our VIB. Carmen, yeah. Carmen sounds fucking awesome. I can't wait to come and see your show. And that energy of just, like, believing in yourself and living out your dreams no matter what comes at you. Right. is what Adam's all about.
1: He really is. The dude works super hard and is kind at the same time.
2: And no bullshit.
1: And no fucking bullshit.
2: No bullshit ever.
1: Dude has value. Dude yeah. has a code.
2: He is not going to fucking lie about anything. If he doesn't believe it, he's not gonna say it.
1: No, not at all. And also probably could smoke everyone under the table, but ain't here to flex on that.
2: Yeah. I mean I'm looking at the remnants of an entire blunt that he smoked while he was hanging with us, and it's it was fat. <laughs> <laughs> fat blunt fuck yeah it was (laughs) this shit was
1: awesome yeah it smells
2: good in here too i gotta say it's like kind of like spicy cinnamon fucking mm. delicious whatever that was oh fall blunts yeah oh it's a fall yeah the fall blunts are in the air (laughs) Mm. (laughs) there
1: will be a time at trader joe's where you can get your cinnamon broom and your fall blunt
2: i hope so how
1: nice will that That be that sounds
2: great a little pumpkin spice latte and a fall blunt
1: Yo, let's go. I hope you all are having a beautiful time. Shall we get to it? Yes. Without further ado, here is our interview with Adam Ill. Well, we got to start with um, because normally at the end of an episode, we're like, "What would you like to plug?" But one of your plugs just got unplugged. So what the oh, fuck, dude? Oh,
0: dang! We're going right there. Yeah, uh, let's do uh, it. <laughs> you know, uh, my Instagram got deleted the after Hollow Flowers, like that night, Thursday night.
2: Two hundred k, two uh, hundred thousand. About yeah, like it was yeah. like
0: one sixty ish. But it's not the first one that was over hundred thousand, and it's probably not gonna be the last time it happens either. But uh. you know. Do they send you a little, like, tisk 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 email saying you're, like, you're
1: so, naughty and in trouble? Or what does so it like, look you, like?
0: I would get, like, anytime you would log on, sometimes if you violated any other terms of service, they would send you, like, a little, oh, this picture violated the terms. And it'll tell you why. But, like, I would get nudity or, like, harassment or bullying, you know, like, when I'm just posting a picture of, like, a meme and yes. me laughing, like, how is this? harassment or nudity like I've seen way worse
2: like people were just using that to report you for weed
0: yeah they were just using instead of like drugs or whatever they go to like the more harsher claims and I think I don't know what it is but you know if there's bots to buy followers and bots to buy likes I'm sure there's bots to report accounts and I guess people don't like me dude and they're just out there to keep deleting my Instagram but you know what Mm -mm. can't delete me in real life baby we still out here (laughs) <laughs> not, at a mill for life.
2: Ha- the highest host. I mean, that's how we've got to, you know, like get into this. Like you are the highest host because you are not only the highest, like truly the highest as you smoke whatever that fucking blunt is. It's just
0: a, a blunt. I got a little salad jar you know at Hall of Flowers we got a lot of amazing samples. Yes. And sometimes the samples didn't come in jars. Yeah. So I'm always ready for like the handouts you know where they're like <laughs> oh look at this pheno I just grew this this is the I crushed this and this and there's only one room and this is just one room with four lights and two tables and this <laughs> is the most amazing strain I'm <laughs> like alright cool they're like here try a nug and you just put your hand out, and they give you a nug that goes in this jar. <laughs> so I, this is like a salad of all those amazing jars. After I smoked them personally to get them by themselves cuz I want to try it solo before I salad it up.
2: It's fucking great. So you're like you're the highest host in that uh traditional sense of just actually being the highest and you're also the highest and like the most authentic og head and shoulders above the rest been doing it the longest doing it the best out there no matter who's coming at you or who's coming for you telling the truth all of that <laughs> listen
0: shit. listen listen. i've known about you
2: for a fucking long time <laughs> like you. when i was with high times a long ass time ago i like was watching you up on stage yeah
0: i hosted some of their cannabis cups i mean it went from me being just like a one category host Mm -hmm. when i would like travel because i would go with other brands and help them with their marketing and whatever it was but uh shout out to cali connection uh i would go and just do like one category because i guess they discovered i kind of had a personality so i started (laughs) with one with one category and then it ended up coming to me co-hosting it with some celebrities and then just hosting it all by myself because i guess budget was in place so we were making it happen and you know as Like that's a stoner boner moment for me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was, my stoner boner boner moments are like when I was like 13 or 14 years old, first started smoking weed, like all the things that would make me happy, like, you know, being in high times or smoking with Chong or having a weed strain named after you or winning an award for your weed. Like these are stoner boner moments and I got to accomplish a lot of them just because I'm passionate about the cannabis and, and what it does. I mean, yes, it's a cool culture. It's a cool lifestyle, but I feel like the plant really does help us in our own ways, regardless of what we're dealing with. Like, it happens and it's good for you. It's like vitamins, it's like preventative healthcare, dude.
2: I feel like we have to go back to the beginning. <laughs> I was with just gonna you, do this, right? Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. we gotta hear. From, from 13, the beginning, fourteen years old bar mitzvah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, he became a man. With I a became a man in in that smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I read
0: out the Torah. Let's smoke out that graphics bong. <laughs> Where is the plastic bong at? It's real funny to picture your whole family lifting you on a chair <laughs> and, and you and have then a me bong and a big old <laughs> that'd be great Uh, yeah so you know I was born and raised in the valley um, 818 home of the OG a lot of great weed has come from there Um, so you know I was exposed to it pretty young and it just helped me dude I don't know what it was it's like you know you take your vitamins you smoke your weed It it was I don't know if it was my ADD or just my anxiety or what it was but anytime I felt like it was benefiting me more than just like being high and having fun and chilling with my homies. I just felt like there was something to cannabis and I just like was studying it and reading. There wasn't a lot of literature back in like the night, late 1900s, (laughs) early two thousands about, you know, the weed and, you couldn't even find a t shirt with the weed leaf on it at the mall. You know, it wasn't, it was, was like. Was it even in like the, the, it was, the,
1: like, not, what are those? Spencer's stores? gifts? Spencer's no, yeah, gifts like Hot Topic. Spencer's, like yeah, it wasn't yeah.
0: in any of those. It was like, you know, super niche and shit. You'd have to go to like a festival and find somebody who has a screen printer and would make their own little weed shirts. But I mean, the c- culture was way different 20 plus years ago to now. And, you know, I was very fortunate enough at a young age to meet Jack Herrick, the late, great Jack Harris And he, you know, kind of put some education in me about not only cannabis, but hemp and how, you know, if you've read his book, Ember Wears No Clothes, or are familiar with his activism. Like there's more to cannabis than, than just the culture and the government's the one that made it illegal and it's, you know, they use it and for wars and for health and for growing and all that. So just educating people on cannabis was what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to be like a boring ass, like activist and like be monotone and talk about all the political shit. Cause no one really cares about that. I just wanted to highlight you know, the the lifestyle, the culture of it and just kind of edutain people like we could drop knowledge, but do it in a way that people are excited about it. So like in 2009, I started a podcast called The Podcast,
1: which is earlier than
0: everybody. It was it was it's like the early. first year. It was the
2: first podcast. So I, <laughs> yeah.
0: so I worked in radio here. We'll go a little bit back. So I worked yes. in radio from like 2001 to like 2009. For CBS Radio, uh, 97.1. It was an FM talk station. They had like Howard Stern in the morning. They had Frosty, Heidi and Frank, Tom Likas, Tim Conway Jr. And I started as like a street team, like brand ambassador. Uh, I was like on promotions. Cool. So I was talking with the salespeople about their clients and what they were advertising and what they would expect. And I would pull up to the events and talk to the actual clients and what they would expect. So I kind of got... I kind of got from both ends of what they expected from our point I'd go to the parking lots and give out stickers or go to bars and promote like the local Raider games or whatever it so was. So you're
1: getting your uh live hosting chops early what? from like unexpected ways.
0: Just organically dude. Yeah. Like this was I I just had a passion for weed. Everyone knew I was like a station stoner like I would come to work, give all the uh uh all the personalities weed. I'd go to the bosses and hook them up cuz I was <laughs> well <laughs> well because I was always smoking weed dude I just I had a good <laughs> connection to, to weed at a young age and I knew there was more to weed I started butt tending at in 2009 as well so I started po- podcasting and, and bud tending and just wanted to like educate people on cannabis and lifestyle and we're not all lazy ass fucking losers who sit on the couch and play video games and eat even though I love playing video games and I love eating I feel like you know, a lot of us are creative and a lot of us have a passion and drive and we're motivated to make shit. So I just wanted to like break that stereotype as... basic stoner dude a delicate dude from the valley who just can yeah turn a passion into a paycheck
2: it was wild to just walk with you around hall of flowers for a minute and just have you kind of like yeah do your thing and you know talk to people but also just pick up all the good samples and like people are so excited to talk to you about everything i want to know
0: i'm just a real smoker that's why like i don't say yes to everything like you look at my dms i got delta eight opportunities i got all these fucking bullshit ass dissolute card opportunities but Mm -hmm. like that's not who I am. That's not what I consume. And I don't feel like just promoting it just for the money. Like I want to stay true to my brand right? and be true to who I am and just promote and advertise things that I smoke with regularly.
2: And that's that's longevity right there, right? Like that's always going to last because people are always going to know who you are, that you know what's up. Like you must have seen so many brands <laughs> and people come and go. Yes i mean right the
0: bottom line is you know it's all for money you know everything we do i learned that in radio like radio is just a big ass commercial you just got to keep people tuned in for the advertisers that's why
1: like top 40 hits are so successful is because they're just playing the bangers we already know and then sell ads against it yeah this this
0: is brought to you by this car dealership or this next set of songs is brought to you by this insurance company and that's how they kind of just brainwash you with all that shit.
1: yeah so taylor swift is a commercial for commercials. Well,
0: she's a clone, isn't she? I don't know. You tell me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lizard person. Don't they all become clones? I, I want to clone myself. Of course I want to be successful enough and feel important enough that I need more But of they're going to
0: get rid of you and make a fake you, and then you're gone. The essence of who you are is yeah. gone, and it's just... That, it's like Pootie Tang. I know. How many copies of Pootie Tang did they make That And then it became like Elvis. A lot. Look yeah. at Elvis.
1: As long as I don't short circuit as much as El Roker, because I've seen the compilations oh of him short circuiting. Have you what? ever seen him, are major? What are you
2: talking about? I'm so lost.
1: <laughs> oh, Al Roker short circuits <laughs> on camera a lot and they, they're claiming that he's a clone.
0: There's been a lot of celebrities that kind of do that little like male function and then they just kind of restart. You see him restart and then they just go back on script.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. I do a thing
0: every Sunday on Twitch called uh, Sunday Service Sesh at Temp Ill. And we go through like conspiracies and we watch videos and we just dive deep into these like weird rabbit holes.
1: Al Roker is a good one. All right. Just saying. Al oh, Toker? Wow. Come on. It's all right there. <laughs> the weatherman, right? That's yeah. been
0: on TV for like my whole life. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's an amazing guy. Met him. Very nice. Don't know if he was a clone though. Didn't have fingerprints. There was something there.
2: Mm hmm
0: is that why he lost all the weight you know they gave him a dramatic new look because
2: and now he blinks sideways
0: Maybe I'm a clone right now. Woo! Dude, that's so cool of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want
2: to uh. I wanna dive more into, like, what you've seen come and go in your time on the fucking cannabis Uh-oh. scene. Because <laughs> it's an overview that n- no not many people have. I mean, there are very few, like, maybe some of my colleagues from high times, like Danko or, you know, Love folks it. like that have the long view of what, what the fuck has happened. Right. But so many people are showing up now going, like, I've been in the game for three years and that makes me an OG, which is something that I've heard. <laughs> I heard a woman say when I was at an event and it my face melted off. So mm-hmm. I just want to hear about like the comings and goings of what you've seen and what you what you think is coming next like
0: So like a lot of those characters I've seen like the, those weed personality characters that try to come and be this like persona and you'll just like <laughs> you they like try to ride it and then all of a sudden they realize they, they look like clown shoes and it's just mm-hmm disappeared and that's that's something that I see a lot with this industry I say industry now because it used to be a community we used to call it a cannabis community and everyone was here for the same shit we all wanted like the same we would share strains with each other we were like invite each other over to hang out talk about ideas and then once it became legal I felt like everyone got these egos and everyone's an expert all of a sudden oh this is proprietary I can't share this with you this is my shit you can't and then and then all of a sudden their room floods and they all their genetics die and they didn't share it. And now they're all fucking that's that karma, dude. But anyways, so, uh, uh, so, you know, you see all these people come through and then like, so it went from a community to an industry. And now I feel like it's a circus because we got so many clowns in here that are just trying to prove who they are and just white label shit and say that they're original and they're the only ones that have it. But you're sourcing your product from the same farm that 15 other brands are sourcing. So like. I, it's just hard to see, um, you know, there's not a lot of originality anymore in this thing. And it's just kind of getting watered down with all these culture vultures pulling through in the space. And it's inevitable. I mean, it's happening.
1: But they're not going to last, right?
0: Like, how how many of them are going to make it through year one? Well, a lot of them come and go. We've seen that. Like, a lot of these big <laughs> like <new laughs> brands that have, like, hundreds of millions of Genius. dollars. Uh, That's the brand I was thinking of right away. Hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they just don't, they're just not in tune with the culture. Mm -hmm. They don't, it's just, I feel like those that know the culture and and understand the history of cannabis and what we've gone through. And like, that's why, you know, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Farmer and the Felon, like, they are reaching into the grassroots and like 40 tons, and like these other brands that have been through the, you know, traditional market or the, Legacy market or whatever term yeah. they use in these days, like right. Though I feel like the ones that started in the traditional side and were able to go to the uh, a compliance side understand the struggle because we used to care about what the we look like. Like there was no fancy marketing or packaging. We didn't care about a fucking mylar bag with a cool <laughs> pop culture reference. Like it was, what's in your ziploc bag? What's in your little grand bag? Which parking lot am I meeting you at? And is it fucking good? And yeah. that's how, like you know, the growers and the dealers would get their rep is by the product they put out. Now it's based on who you could collab with and white label and put boof in a bag and sell it for eighty dollars an eighth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were just talking about that outside. <laughs> well
1: said, Adam. Ill because what we were saying outside. It- because uh, we're talking about the Hall of Flowers Hall oh, yeah. and everything. And I was like, was there anything you were excited about? And you said, if I can speak for you, and we'll cut this out if you want me to. But you were like, I just miss like an OG strain that's green.
0: I miss green weed. Green, green weed. weed. Yeah. I want to make green weed great again. Like, Can you
2: say more about that for... For all of us <laughs> so
0: like right now there's so much purples and candies and desserts and everyone's just flooding the market with these exotics which aren't really exotics anymore because exotic to me is something that's rare and you don't find it as often but like all these exotic strains are in every fucking corner store now where's all my green i need my amazing sativas back like please bring back my sativas. let me get some hazes back on the market Please let me get some Bubba. Let me get some OG. OGs. You can't even find OGs anymore. No one wants to grow them anymore because they're just, they're not the best. They're not the easiest to grow. They're real finicky, but they're the fucking most flavorful. And everyone just wants bag appeal now. They don't care about quality. They care about what's on the bag, not what's in the bag. And we need to change that shit. Vote for me, next cannabis <laughs> president. I'm making green weed great again. All right, who, who's your cabinet? Let's do this. <laughs> let's go. Oh my let's God, do let's this. Go. <laughs> let's do. I want to hear it. Your
2: president. Who's your VP?
0: Oh, uh, your VP.
2: No way, man. We're making it happen. You guys are both on my cabinet.
0: I oh. want to be in it, but I don't want.
2: I would be your press secretary. Okay. I would be your Jen Psaki because she's fucking badass. Yeah. And she's like, you know, running shit up there yeah, right now. As far as I'm concerned, too. I really my girl like loves her too. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
0: I haven't thought about this. This is kind of tough.
2: Yeah, you got to build your cabinet. Who's your VP, man? Yeah, you've only got a few years before you're running. Who's my running mate? (laughs) Uh,
0: Or who? uh, Fuck, who would it be, dude?
2: I must say, you're already a great candidate, though, because you immediately nominated me, and I was like, he's a great politician. Oh, man, yes. Both of you guys on the cabinet. Let's go. What position do you want? I got you. I'm here for the people. I'm trying to
1: think of who I know who has a baby that you can kiss. Like, I'm here for it. Let's go. I got to
0: stay away from that these days.
1: Oh, yeah. No baby yeah, yeah. kissing. That's don't a good kiss point. A baby.
0: Yeah, unless they're like family. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. If we want to do any mudslinging, we get someone else to kiss a baby. And yeah. then we put that on the cover of page six. Ooh, Doesn't care know. about COVID. Kissed
2: a baby. <laughs> Terrible person. This is a great place to talk about Mistress and Marys with Laganja because I feel like Love he, it. Yeah, it's such a great... It's a show. We'll say a little bit about the show because it's just so fucking No, yes, fun. please. You, yeah, well, you, I mean... Okay, yeah. uh,
0: Mrs. and Marys, another show I do on Twitch. It's this format that uh, we conceptualize. It's uh, Laganja Strange, who's this amazing a uh, female person. Uh,
2: Friend of the pod.
0: Yeah, she's a, what am I, oh wait, she's been on here? Female illusionist, oh, yes. Illusionist. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know, because I know she just came out recently again, and so. She's,
2: yep, yeah, she's trans. She is a female illusionist as well, and uh, And RuPaul's, a great
0: choreographer. Uh, yes. An, and, and, and an amazing dancer.
2: Yes, and was on and RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes.
0: She was on season six, and she was so iconic on that season that they brought her back for, an assassin on All Stars and she fucking gave the best performance ever that they're still talking Her about. Her dip it. went
1: viral. Yeah. It was trending on every platform.
2: Yeah,
0: so, Crazy entrance. So we do a show every Monday called Misters and... Well, not anymore because she's blowing up and traveling the world. But uh, <laughs> when she got time... I love you. I love you, Jay. Uh, we do Misters and Marys. It's basically a uh, cannabis culture and the queer community and we come together and we have different segments on the show like a brofabulary, which is basically <laughs> i would say a term in the cannabis space that isn't really common and then she would use a slang term and then we would have to guess what the words are and use them in sentences fun so uh that's a good one that we do we also do a segment called weed or queen where i will say a name mm-hmm. and you got to guess if it's a weed strain or a drag queen fucking <laughs> yes. yes. fun because there is so common um we also do, uh, we do a weed cap where we just talk about our life and we end it with a TikTok where it's basically a TikTok dance that we have chat pick a song and then Laganja will choreograph it on the spot, and then I will learn it, and we will record it and dance it while I'm super high.
2: And you're really good at it, man. No, stop it, stop It's you it. actually fucking are. Oh. Because you
1: commit. Yeah. You're not there to be like, ha, I'm, I'm funny doing this. Yeah, you commit to and that like, shit.
2: Yeah, and you learn the choreography, which is fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, now I'm a great dancer. Anyway. <laughs> I'll
0: be pulling up to the fucking bar mitzvahs like, let's go. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight.
2: <laughs> and I was going to say that was a great place where I watched you in the comments on Instagram. Like anyone had, having anything to say that was even remotely negative and you were like, hi, fuck you, you're stupid and uh, go away. And yeah, it's just kind of like that. Yeah. But not as great. blatant, but yes. Well, well funnier than that. <laughs> but but <laughs> with, annoying, with the power of yeah, what yeah. I just said. I mean, I
0: comment back to the positive comments as well. But yes. I mean, a lot of people love to pay more attention to negativity these days, which is yeah. kind of sad. Mm -hmm. And that's where people kind of get off more. So I just respond to everybody. And, um, you know, if you're an asshole, I'll let you know.
1: So how do you personally feel about
0: TikTok? (laughs) Uh, They hate weed, so I don't fuck with it. And the crowd is really young, so they don't really, they're not really my audience. I mean, in the future, they could be my audience. But it's just not something I want to really change my whole format for because of an app and they're anti-whatever.
1: Meanwhile, something like Twitch,
0: all good. As long as you're in a legal state. Um, you know you're not violating any of the terms of service then Twitch is all about it. I think that's and great Twitch for all listeners Amazon, to know. So fucking let's yep. go. Yeah. Hey guys what's up dude I'm ready. Highest shopping network pick that shit up. I
1: know. It. Come on Jeff Blazos. Is that <laughs> pretty good? He's, try- he's all
0: for cannabis now isn't he trying to like push for legalization away, trying to like deliver on that shit. It's horrifying. What's up dog? You need a spokesperson? (laughs) What do you mean it's horrifying? Let's let's cash in on it. It's inevitable. Yeah,
1: do you oscillate back and forth between that? Because we go back and forth between like making a bag and um, having like fucking morals and a code, like a value code. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? I don't, like I said, I don't really fuck with things I wouldn't consume in my regular life.
1: Yeah. Uh, But if Bezos came up to you and was like, "Uh, let's go talk on my uh, about listen I will entertain Amazon.
0: it and it is the future and if it's fair and it's not like you know if he eliminates tax from fucking California cannabis if you order through him like what okay like that's a positive what is it like 32% right now yes, yeah it's crazy like what like you go and buy a $30 eighth you're walking out spending 60 bucks like lick a dick yes agreed yeah like, what? oh I
1: like that so you would come with like your own demands you would have <laughs> yeah. your own list of demands
0: like, for, look, you want jack. to work together. This is kind of what we got to do.
1: Yeah. We, we got to let people you, out of prison and we got to fucking get this tax down. You want me on your team, dog? This is it. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Because I think a lot of people would meet someone like him and just be like, whatever you want. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I think that's, you know, kind of, I I am my own person. I think, you know, that's, that's why it's. I don't have a bunch of Delta 8 products and a bunch mm-hmm. of distillate carts and, yeah. you know, don't really work with a lot of people because I'm not a yes man. Mm.
2: But you do have weed. I have.
0: A, yes, I do. I got a couple strings out there.
2: Let's hear about them. Uh,
0: so I got the award-winning OG with L.A. Kush, which has been amazing. It won a, a High Times Award. And uh, it's a very popular OG when it's available at L.A. Kush. I also got the Lit Ills. Mm-hmm. Which is with Three C Farms, another amazing uh, company that went from traditional to compliant and made the whole transition.
2: In and, downtown LA, right? They have one in Local? downtown LA
0: and Canoga Park. The downtown LA one's going to be amazing when they open it up in the Arts District. Uh, it's the it's actually opening up in the first art gallery in LA. That's where they're just you're the
1: soldier boy of cannabis. Eh? You <laughs> stop it, dude. Stop it
0: and uh so the lit ills is just basically a, a blend of the smalls that they have of all their flavors i have a sativa blend and an indica blend and they're littles we just call them lit ills because nice. you know me and my ill terminology <laughs> yes right. dude. and also
2: uh you have like uh cannabis adjacent products
0: i do what are they
2: called ancillary products
0: I do. I got merch. I got shirts, you know, uh, highesthost.com. Uh, Adamill.com has it most, but highesthost.com is my shirts. And then I got alcohol. Yes, that's what I wanted to <laughs> that's say. Great. I think it's so fucking
2: funny and great and cool. And during the whole fucking mm-hmm. pandemic, it was so smart because everyone was like trying to sanitize and you were like, I yeah. got you. So I was very fortunate <laughs> enough to
0: uh, source some 99% isopropyl alcohol, basic rubbing alcohol, And, you know, if you smoke weed and you have glass and you like to clean your glass or if you make hash, you like to clean it or if you just are germs and you don't want those and you just want to clean shit, you use like alcohol as a main ingredient in it. So I just changed it to alcohol (laughs) and I said 99 percent ISO, one percent clout. And (laughs) I would at first I got I sourced like a drum and I just hooked up my friends and family and it was just like. Avery printed template stickers that I just made. Random bullshit. And then that shit sold out real quick. Did another one. Did a a curbside pickup at Dab Nation in downtown in the middle of the pandemic. Full glove mask. Everything you can't come in. Uh, sold like eighty gallons, brilliant, in like an hour. Yeah, just did that, and then I went to get another some more, and then the manufacturing company was like, "Bro, what the fuck are you doing with all this alcohol?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Where? I'm like, "What do you mean dog? dissolving like, bodies? Mind like I'm business. selling it." Like, what? <laughs> They're like, "How?" I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm out here filling up." Like, I was. If you watched some of my earlier streams on Twitch, because I started Twitch during quarantine, you can look in my stream room and there's boxes behind me and there's <laughs> bottles of alcohol. And I'm sitting there smoking dabs and sm- lighting shit, using open it flames while there's a fucking 800 <laughs> gallons of alcohol in a room. I'm like, what? Now that I look back at it, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? It was so crazy. Oof. But um, so I, I talked to them and they were like, Look, why don't we just help you bottle it and label it, and we could do everything and ship it, and you just fucking do do what you do. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Awesome. He's like, yeah, it'll just be you know this much more money, but you don't have to do all of this shit. You don't have to ship it. You don't have to package it. You don't have to put the labels because I was putting the stickers on each motherfucking bottle, yeah. dude. And sometimes I would have to, you know, we were white labeling this shit. So I would take off the other label and put my fucking label on. I'm real. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So this is what I was doing. And we just made a compliant label. I got all the fucking regulations on it. The right uh, syllables. I wrote the proper fucking description. And now I'm in like 12 states regularly at like certain like smoke shops, dispensaries. Just People's houses, labs, hash labs, use it to clean their fucking machines? Yeah. Bro, what? I'm trying to get into Walmart. Like, there's no branded alcohol out there. Like, all the glass cleaner is, like, you know, it's, like, this orange stuff that has some fragrances in it and it leaves a little thing. Or it's, like, has these granulated, like, this blue granulated product. And these days, dabbers have pearls and carb caps and bangers. And they're not trying to clean that shit with, like infused <laughs> nah. naturally they like they want to clean that shit. Leave me a good bath so I'm just out here trying to provide a product that we don't have in the space yet and brand it for our culture dude keep it alive put this little mug on it yes the fucking <laughs> mug and it's so recognizable
2: and it's such a cool success story that like out of the left field Ran, like what are you talking about
0: adjusting d- and adapting the situations
2: man how do we how do we all get to a place where everything is Good. And, like, well, thank
0: you for the shout out, by the way, on the panel too. at Hall of it, Flowers. Was, it was
2: such a relief. Honestly, I was doing that panel about earned versus paid media at Hall of Flowers, which is this B2B conference and everything feels weird and sterile and like talking pointy and agenda-y and all that stuff. And we were talking about just like being, you know, how to get attention and your face came in the back door because <laughs> you were like leaning in from smoking. Yeah. And I was like, talk to that guy. Yeah. Like, he fucking knows what's up. He knows how to like sound and look like what? someone you want to work with or write about or pay attention to. Like, it's just fucking. Yep. I was so glad to see you. So much of what they're saying is exactly what you're saying. But when you use the word edutainment, like, I think that's what Mike and I hope for with this podcast is that we have a fucking great time and also maybe find out something ourselves that we share with people or I yep. don't know. Yeah. Learn things. You got to trick people into caring. It's fucking cool. Hell so. Yeah. That said, what was the question that you were asking? Dreams. Dreams. I got a
0: couple shows that I like to do. Like, you're from Misters and Marys. I do the highest shopping network, which is like a parody of the late 1900s infomercials of someone yelling at you, telling you about products, showing you dramatizations, like making these scenarios up and selling. I don't know if you guys have seen the show, but it's something that I'm really proud of that I do. I have a show called Hijinks, which is like a ridiculousness type show, but with cannabis videos instead of whatever Yo. videos and uh so like my ho- my goal is just kind of doing a like well-produced variety show on like uh network tv or like a, yeah. a streaming app or something like i just want a show that embraces the culture and our community and just does a good representation with you know comedy entertainment education knowledge just documentaries whatever it is but from you know for us by us you know what i'm saying because there's a lot of content out there that is on the mainstream that it's cool that they're including cannabis and that they're showcasing it and kind of making it more regular and accepted but it doesn't really show who we truly are and like the real history of cannabis and how it became legal like like a lot of people should pay more respect to the queer community in the space because they're the ones that help push for legalization and I don't think a lot of these people understand that and and I think we need to give a lot more respect like a hundred more percent respect to the growers because I don't think they get enough and without the growers none of us would be here doing this none of us would be smoking weed none of us would be having shows about cannabis fashion lines shops whatever the fuck growing driving trimming fucking whatever occupation comes with cannabis. So I think growers deserve a lot more respect. And if it's one plant or a hundred plants, your indoor, outdoor, mountainside warehouse, whatever the fuck you grow in, like I appreciate you and thank you. And I feel like they need a lot more recognition. 100%. Hell yeah. You are an OS, meaning original stoner,
1: to so many people. And it's not because of like an age or a date or anything like that. It's about... Uh, how young of a space cannabis truly is compared to so many other things. So when you see new content creators or new people coming up who are like, "Dude, like you were the first person I ever watched," and all that uh-huh, stuff, like, uh-huh. like how does that feel? What do you think about like these like new generations coming through and trying to make stuff? Like, what
0: are you seeing? What are you excited about? How does it all feel for you? So that has happened uh, a couple times where someone was like, "Bro, I've been watching you since I was thirteen. I'm twenty five now." Like, yeah. bro, what the fuck are you doing watching me at 13? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Please, what are you doing? Um, But, I mean, it just it makes me, one, I do feel like that guy now, that old dude. Like, damn, I'm no, that guy really? right now. Oh, because now you, you don't being stop. That you just
1: grow and grow and grow. Like,
0: yeah, I'm just living my life. But, like, when I was 15, like, 50 was, like, old. I was, like, Golden Girls was, like, 50. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. now 50 is, like, JLo, lo mm-hmm. Right. So it's, like it's changed so much so them saying that like just kind of makes me realize how long I've been doing it and and how original I need to stay because now there's so many people coming up Mm -hmm. because now people want to be YouTubers and they want to be TikTokers they want to be like content creators and we didn't have that growing up like what the fuck was that like you want to be a content creator that means you want to be a director or you want to be a producer you don't want to be a fucking cell phone video maker but it's like a whole new path so I, I'm cool with it because it's something it's a new avenue but as long as you're original I mean because it's easy to do like a review video or a fucking how to video but yes. like, how are you going to step up that content like there's a million of you guys out there like just be original with your content and, and, and be consistent because you know if you just make one video and stop don't think like you're going to be viral look I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I still ain't shit You've gone still, viral uh, a <laughs> couple of times. There's a couple of times here and there, but I've also had like 12 Instagram accounts and like a couple YouTube accounts. And, sure. Like even Facebook took away my account and all this shit. So it was just like, I've had so many obstacles and I doing it just by myself. Like I don't have like a publicist or like an agent or a manager. It's just me and my lady that just kind of handle whatever the fuck it is I do. So like there's no like email blast and like all these sending out these press releases on all these projects I do, I'm just passionate about just normalizing cannabis and yeah. just making it not be such a negative fucking thing that people think. And I think just <laughs> creating this original content and just staying higher than everyone just makes it die. just me the highest host, baby. Yeah. And I am Adam Hill and I'm running for president. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stay high 2024. <laughs>
0: this will be the signal, love again. It's so great. Off the lips... Drop the wrists like smokes and dabs.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, oh, man. Will you come I'm, back?
0: What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Sweet. What's your new Instagram handle? Where can uh, everyone find you at all of the things?
0: Yes. Uh, Highest Host Adam Ill is it for now. Uh, okay. Highest Host is on Twitch, and Adam Ill is the name. So, and you go to adamill.com, highesthost.com, gettinghighwith.com, whatever. Do you have a Twitch schedule? We yes, do? daily.
1: Daily? Yeah. What time, what's your day? When Whenever
0: 420? I decide to go on. Okay, I bet. So just follow your Twitch. <laughs> you just follow the Twitch. Yeah. Get that notification and then come get high with us. And one of my favorite things to do now is Google Earth. You guys ever fuck with Google Earth? Love that shit. So I'll go on Google Earth and if I'm not guessing where my viewers live, like they'll tell me a city and I'll just find it randomly in the globe and I'll pick a random street and I've been lucky where I've like landed on the street of some of my viewers (laughs) like like i would show something they would take a picture of that and put it in my discord and be like bro you fuck i'm "I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket right now and then uh (laughs) there's other moments where i just travel to places that i would never have gone to and find smoke spots i'm like oh i'd smoke weed here and then we would roll up a blunt and just smoke while looking at wherever we are in the world and i found one of my favorite islands dude
1: Wow.
0: What? What? Yeah, I found the real Happy Feet. Remember Happy Feet, the movie, the penguin movie? Yes. yes. I found out where that is happening in real life, and I found it on Google Earth, dude. Real fucking penguins just chilling <laughs> on the fucking cliff of a mountain in the water. It's amazing. Yes, that's how I feel. Wow. There, I'm there daily. I always pull up to it. Like, there, my boys are. What's up, posse? <laughs> 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 that's fucking awesome, awesome oh we
1: can go slide on our belly on the ice that will be fun oh Amazing.
0: yeah cool thank you for hanging with us what no thanks for having me it's it's an honor to appreciate you guys
2: it's a fucking delight i do hope you'll come back because yes whenever you guys are ready great um follow us at weed and grub on instagram
1: oh yeah it's wg at weed and grub is our email mm-hmm. leave us a five-star review um, anything else
2: send hopes and prayers for bobo he's rustling around that bag like he's he might need help <laughs> <laughs> just licking.
0: and shout out to you dude thanks for hanging with no, us no thank you guys do appreciate it and uh, let's get higher okay bye everyone bye,
1: bye. bye.